Hello and welcome to the HumeScope podcast called Enroll. Uh, for those of you who don't know, HumeScope is a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Hopes. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter, and hopefully some laughs along the way too. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello. Hey, everyone. I say I get the honour of interviewing you. What's <laughs> the first? Um, I haven't been on an interview for years. <laughs> I don't think I've actually interviewed anyone, so here we go. Um, we wanted to obviously have this podcast just to go through. We've got an upcoming course around uh, retained mastery. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know you, obviously, as a recruitment trainer. Um, but before Humescope was created, you've obviously been in this industry for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last four years at Spencer Lane, you've developed a retained only model. Mm-hmm. So I guess we thought it would be great if we could interview you just to kind of get an understanding of why you believe in retained yeah. um, and why I guess we want to kind of push this course out mm-hmm. for um for our network so I guess to start with um what has led you to have uh, or lead you to retained recruitment at Spencer Lane um and what has yet been your experience Mm. in the last four years um considering these podcast episodes are 10 minutes so I'm going to keep this short (laughs) my answers so when I started Spencer Lane I'd been in recruitment in agencies and other agencies and leading agencies um, for a number of years and mm-hmm. what I always found was that the fill rates were incredibly low and then at the time when I was leading these agencies I thought it was just our agency but then sort of looking further afield and at other agencies it was pretty much the same across the board people mm-hmm. were picking up 10 jobs for every 10 jobs they had on they worked on they were filling three or four mm-hmm. and it just made no sense to me And so when I started Spencer Lane, my recruitment agency, from day one, in my head, I was like, I'm not taking on contingent work. It's too risky. And especially when I was just starting off, I was a small business. I had to be very, very precious with my time and where I spent it. And I thought, I can't sit there as a solo recruiter in my own business working on 10 roles when I know on average I only place three or four of them if I'm working contingent. Um, so from day one, developed a retained offering. Um, and for the last four years, that's all we've done, retained. Mm-hmm. And thinking about it, thinking, I started off having nerves going, will people buy into this? Mm-hmm. Um, but prior to that day, I literally never sold a retainer. So it was also kind of new. <laughs> but I knew the benefits to me and I could see the benefits to the client and so I was able to articulate that to the clients so that they actually understood they were getting something better Mm. as part of the retained offering um so they would choose it Mm. and so then obviously with I mean from never doing it before Mm. to then having four years of it being successful what have you seen as like the, the benefits or the results of conducting um, that, that strategy god so many benefits so one from the client buying side 
I think when clients actually have skin in the game, i.e. they've paid your retainer, they are then partnering with you. They're not treating you like a external recruiter whereby you may get a placement. Mm. They're literally working with you and they want you to fill the role. So there's a commitment there. Not a and also, yeah, yeah, and also because it's a retained role and you're both working actually towards the same goal, i.e. filling this position, these weekly discussions that you have with your retained clients, you can afford the time to invest in having these weekly conversations. You've got a much higher chance of filling these roles and finding mm. the right candidate because you can invest a lot of time and the clients bought into you. They tend to, because they've got this commitment to the process and to you, they tend to be more open to changing the brief based on market feedback. Mm. Whereas contingent roles, the clients don't have that commitment or very rarely they have that level of commitment where they will sort of engage with you on that one-on-one level and change briefs as and when needed. Mm. Thirdly, financially, far more successful. So for the 100-plus roles that we've filled on a retained basis, we've worked on 100-plus roles. Mm. But we haven't had to take on 300 roles and do all of that work and only get paid for 100. We've taken on 100 roles. We've built 100 roles. Mm. And going in quarter to quarter, what I found on a contingent basis was that whole nerve-wracking feeling of starting your quarter off back on zero. And not even when you had 10 roles and you weren't really sure what was going to happen. So it was so hard to go, I'm going to make X amount of money this quarter because you just didn't know. Mm. Whereas on a retained basis, I started off the quarter going, great, I've got five retained roles on. The fees are 22%. The salary ranges that we're looking at are blah, blah, blah. I know I will fill these roles. Yeah. And so going in every quarter going, great, we're going to make 130K on this desk or 200K on the de- this desk because you've already got that commitment yeah. from the clients. The financial security is, yeah, a massive one. Oh, absolutely. What do you think, because this is one that I would have to say I was on the other side of this for a long time, probably until meeting you and knowing Spencer Lang, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions? Oh, <laughs> I think the first one is that there's no real difference other than the payment terms. I think people assume retained is a payment term conversation rather than this is a completely different Mm. offering to you, Mr. Klein. That's what I thought. Two, I think the common misconception is I don't want to take on roles on a retained basis because it is so hard to find candidates and I'm not sure I can deliver. And that's complete bullshit. You will find the right candidate when you are working on less jobs. You can invest more time into accurate searching, personalised headhunts. You have more time to invest in those roles. You will fill that role. So don't sit there going, oh, I've got 10 contented jobs on. I only fill three out of 10. I probably don't want roles on 10 because history has taught me I can't really fill all of them. Mm-hmm. But history has taught you that because you take on too much, the clients aren't bought in, you don't have the time to invest in candidate generation, and so you can't fill those roles on a contingent basis. But I can guarantee you when you have that commitment from the client, you will fill that role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fourth, I think my fourth one would be that retained recruitment is only for senior executive appointments. Again, completely not true. It's the exact same across the board. And I've worked on 65, 65 to 75K roles at the early years of Spencer Lane on a retained basis. And I've worked on three, 400K roles on a retained basis. The process is the exact same. Yeah. 
Um, and the benefits to the client are the exact same as they are for a 300k role as they are for a junior role. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same benefits to the client. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, with the obviously building Spencer Lang, working on retain straight away, the benefits and the misconceptions that we have, mm-hmm. do you have a particular story or case study that you can think of that has worked out yeah. really well or taught Absolutely. you some lessons? Quite a lot. I'd say I'll use the most recent one. So we, a client called in around six months ago, they were training and development business, team of 30 or so. They came to us, they weren't getting the results from their agency partner that they hadn't had a relationship with for 10 years. So they've been using this agency for 10 years on a contingent basis. They weren't getting the results that they typically would normally get from them whatever happened there I can't talk to that they came to us Mm. the conversations that I had with them was around our process and why it is effective and what they can expect from it the benefits to them on a retained basis etc etc they didn't really understand it and they didn't completely buy into it and that was fine but because our process is that we won't work any other way they sort of were like, okay, let's give it a shot. We'll give you one role and we'll see what the process is like. Literally, we fill the role within three weeks that the other agency had had on for six months. So we filled it within three weeks. In the review catch-up with the client thereafter, they were so astounded as to the level of detail that was put into that process. They were blown away. And I'm not turning my own horn. We weren't doing anything super amazing. We were just following our very proven and structured process and they got them results. Anyway, literally that day when we had that review, they then gave us another four retained roles. So we filled them again within a couple of weeks. They then gave us another three roles. So to date we've placed, I think we're in seven or eight people with them now on a retained wow. basis. And that was a, it's a success story because the client didn't really believe in it in mm. that way, but they gave us a shot and they saw the benefits. And then all of a sudden, we've generated quite a lot of money with this one client all on a retained basis and we've built a really good relationship with this client. Mm. Brilliant. Mm. It's really good. Do you think that with everything that we've talked about a lot with all the other courses that we've done around, you know, potential markets slowing down, increase in technology um where do you think i guess with where the market's Mm -hmm. heading and lots of different directions do you think that retained is a solution or a way forward or would become more prevalent in our industry 100 percent. i think the introduction of all this new ai tech or because you can get most of your social stuff done you can do the interviews you can do quite a lot now with AI and it will become more and more prevalent. Mm. It will take away the monotonous parts of our role that yeah. don't really require a human. And yeah. these AI tools can do some of the things much better than a human can. What will remain is the influencing and the actual consulting. And that's what we can sell as recruiters. Unfortunately, it will be very hard to do that on a consensual basis because you don't have the time to invest in a consultative approach. And that's what clients will buy into with recruiters, continue paying fees for. It's the consultative approach. It's a one-on-one human-centric approach where someone's giving you intelligence, market advice, 
guiding the clients in terms of what they should be looking for, how they should interview. All of those parts of the role will be the parts that we are paid for as recruiters. Mm -hmm. And I think it will move to more of a retained model over the next few years for that reason. Mm -hmm. Because if we're working on a contingent basis on 10, 15 roles, at some point the monotonous parts of a recruiter's job, i.e. advertising, headhunting, approaching, all of that will essentially be done by some form of AI, in yeah. my opinion. The things that will be left over is the person. Mm. And the relationship, moving out of that transactional mm. numbers, yeah. data stuff, and getting into that vitality of mm. our roles that we enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And I think the other benefit to retained recruitment is I had no interest in doing recruitment again when I left my last agency. I was leading a team of around 50 recruiters. I started Spence Lane and the only way I could do recruitment again was under a retained model. So I was so jack of it. I was so jack of working on 10 roles and only filling three. Yeah. I was so jack of clients not really wanting to partner with you and using you as a CV planning service. It was exhausting and you can do that in your first few years of recruitment, but then needs to be an evolution to your role as a recruiter to keep you interested in this role. Yeah. And I think after that five-year mark, I would say it's when most recruiters go, okay, I know how to do recruitment. That's great. I can make five, six hundred k a year, but what next? Mm. And if there's nothing... For them in terms of the what next and I will say most recruiters don't want to go down the leadership route so then what do you do with that recruiter how do we keep them engaged in this role and elevate what they do yeah and retained is a great way to elevate what they do to keep them interested in this role yeah 100% I get that um briefly I guess Paul how would you say what would be your best piece of advice for someone that's been working contingently, that may be getting to that point where they're a bit burnt out, mm. they need that push. Yeah. What would your advice be to a consultant or a manager that yeah. was in that, that position? I would say start with clients that already know, trust, like you, and you've seen success with them. Mm. Start with those clients and start having these conversations around retained recruitment. And before actually, before you do that, you need to sit down and work out exactly what your current contingent model is. What do you currently offer for a contingent service? Is it CV reviews? Do you format the CVs? Do you send the client a video interview? Do you record the reference checks? Do you do paid advertising across different platforms? Do you write social posts? Do you video approach headhunt candidates? What are you currently offering on your contingent model? Mm. And then once you've got that less than, write down contingent on the right and go, great, they get all of that, but what else? What else do they get that the client values? Mm. So is it a weekly update call with details of every single candidate that you approach? Mm. Is it a weekly summary report is it video interviews for every single candidate that you interview that is sent to them and that's how you present candidates when you're working on a retained basis what does the client get that's great and they will see value in once you've worked that out that's when I take that to your existing clients that trust and know and like you and you've seen success from and go and it's the client doing the service review just on what's gone on in the last year between our businesses and then talk to them about, we're also introducing this new model of recruitment. 
this is where I think it will benefit you. Mm-hmm. You already know me. You know, already know I've had success with your business. I think I can elevate that for the next 12 months if we move this to a retained model. What this means for you is blah, 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 and have those conversations for your existing clients because once you get a few of those across the line, it will give you case studies to utilise in new client pitches for retained. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a lot of training before we know about retained. We have misconceptions about why retained is shit or why it's grey. What would you say, obviously we're in the process now of creating and presenting a retained course here at HumeScope. What would you say the training that we are going to be providing, how would you differentiate it from maybe other Mm. courses of what we know about retained already? Practical. cannot stand traditional training courses. I've been on so many. It's usually yeah. theory-based, mm. but it's quite hard. It's, yeah. So anyway, our course is very much based on exactly what we've done, what we've seen success from, what objections we've had and how we handle them, what our offering is, how we developed that, how our attendees can sort of do that mind mm. map of what they're currently offering and what they can be from a retained perspective. So it's very practical and it's laid out over four weeks yeah. and there's tasks to complete each week. So how it's designed is you can literally start from week one through to week four and you should, at the end of it, have a very clearly defined recruitment, retained recruitment offering that is unique to you and your business. Mm. You will understand how to pitch that to clients. You'll understand how to handle any objections that they may have because they are very common across multitude of different clients. And then number four, you will know how to actually deliver on a retained assignment because it's no good just winning a retained assignment. The client needs to see a value in that service for them to do it again. Mm. So it's literally from start to finish, you don't need any experience with retained search. I certainly didn't four years ago when I delved into it. Um, And as long as you come in with an open mindset, want to actually learn and understand and pitch this to clients Mm. um then it would be yeah super beneficial yeah I agree I think as well like we've a lot of us that have been in the industry for so many years we know what retained is what it traditionally has been and there's been like you said so many other parts that we can add into that process as a modern recruiter um, and how we can heighten that as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we've had, um, we've run this course uh, through our membership before, mm. and we've had some amazing results, mm. but some really, really standing results. One of my, um, yeah, one of the ones that stands out is Creative Natives, which is a digital recruitment agency, I think a team of around 15, and the owner sort of gave us feedback in that they had sold five retainers after our I think course. more, I think six, yeah. six or seven, yeah. And they've just taken to it like a duck to water. They've implemented all the learnings. They've gone ahead and forged together as a business, which yeah. I think is really important. The they've all done it from mm-hmm. a business perspective rather than individual, yeah. and they've pushed this really hard, and it's working for them. Mm-hmm. And just seeing them transition into a retained model with some of their clients that's amazing yeah I agree hmm. well that's I think about all we could I think we're probably on the team <laughs> but um yes it was um obviously I think for us being or being a, a co-founder of Humescope but also Spencer Lane it's really important for us to 
really kind of showcase that our courses are about that practical mm. stage and this is nothing that we're just, um, you know, screaming from cloud yeah. nine. This is stuff that has actually worked. Yeah. So um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight into what's coming um, in May, the, what date is it? The 8th, 4th that we're doing? Is it? Yeah, May the 11th. May the 11th. So four weeks. Um, Yeah, we'll pop a link in the bio so you can take a look at it. But if there's any questions, please feel free to reach out. Um, But I will leave you with one parting piece of advice when it comes to retain, regardless of whether you do our course or not. You need to start having conversations with clients um, and you need a differentiation from your contingent to retain and just start having those conversations with the clients because what I've found in my experience, most people don't even have the conversation, therefore they won't sell retained. Mm. Um, so that's my yeah, last tip before we see it off. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. See you.